Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl and I wanted to do a podcast on Jesus as a quantum physicist. Jesus and the law of attraction. This has been on my mind for a while and I've been solidifying my thoughts on it. And over the last week I've gotten two pretty pretty significant impressions. I call them impressions because they these things that come to me and I'm not entirely sure like I used to call them kind of visions but these are not these are actually kind of visions too. Like it's kind of visual, it's kind of a picture. It, they come to me in these pictures like these flashes of an idea and and they've been pretty significant two of these in the last week and so I really 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 wanted to do this this podcast and I'm going to try my best to stay on as on topic as much as I can I don't script these. I don't script my podcasts or my YouTubes. I Everything that I do is a bit inspired. It's inspired. I don't know how else to call it. But I I get these ideas. And when I start to talk, I, I, it just sort of flows and I, I say what comes to my mind. Um, and sometimes they're coinciding at exactly the same time. And I, and so, and I choose not to script them. Like, and I don't know that I ever will. Like, I feel like if I were to actually really, really, really try to script them, that I would lose an element of my inspiration. So, Please bear with me in these, in these, um, podcasts because I do tend to ramble a little bit, hopefully getting back on topic, but today I really want to talk about the subject of Jesus and what I believe he was teaching was how to break quantum physics. (laughs) And just as I'm just as I'm, I'm saying this, it's almost as if he, his death was not necessarily planned and he didn't have the opportunity to really finish what he had started regarding the actual empowerment of people. And I'm going to talk about this only from Christianity, from Jesus himself, which is, I was raised a Catholic, and and so I believe in the path of Jesus. I believe there are other paths. But today, right now, I'm going to talk about the only path that I really know, and that is Christianity. I'm I'm not as familiar with the other world religions, and I cannot even begin to tell you about their path. And so, 
but he had, I'm not entirely sure that he expected to be basically executed when he was. And so he didn't, you know, quote unquote, three years into his ministry, because I've talked in in podcasts, not as much as I, I will possibly in the future about this idea of time. Because time is not linear like we think it is. Clocks are very useful and calendars are useful. Dates are useful. They're all very useful. And also us being in a certain timeline. Us being in a certain timeline. In essence, all there is is like consecutive present nows. Like it's all now. Everything is now. And there really isn't a future. There really isn't a path. It's all just a now. And if, and it is my belief or my understanding at this point, I don't quite understand it. I'm going to say this. I don't quite understand this. But there could be this, this idea that these timelines are all taking place at the same time. Like we talk about history, but it could be taking place in a different dimension and a different timeline. We're on a certain timeline. On a certain timeline. But that doesn't mean that other timelines are not taking place. In... I don't know. I I I cannot. I, I can't. I don't quite understand it all. I just even get impressions about that. So. So he he supposedly lived two thousand years ago, around two thousand years ago, and you think about the trajectory of our world, supposed world history, and. The death of Jesus was a huge marker in a shift. It did, it did, his passing and his teachers did clearly make history. And we based an entire religion on it. And I, I say some really, really bold statements I say very, very bold statements, but I'm going to say that his, it seems like what he said in some ways really got hijacked by people who would like to control. It's about controlling people and having them live a certain way instead of empowering people, which is what I believe that he was saying I've been stuck for years on this statement you could say to that movement that with the faith of a mustard seed you could say to that mountain to move and it would move and what exactly does that mean you know people have tried to like tell me you know well the seed turns into a tree, you know, um, 
And I don't think that's true. I think what he was trying to say is with a very, very, very small amount of faith, you could say to that mountain to move. What was he talking about? And I believe that he was talking about quantum physics and actually moving matter. So, so he talked about, about like just talking about the miracles that are recorded in the Bible. They're, there's, they're called miracles. We call them miracles as a, as a Christian, the miracles of Jesus. You know, so you have, you know, they turned water into wine. He fed 5,000. He walked on water. He calmed a storm. You talk about when Lazarus had died and he said, Lazarus, I believe he said Lazarus come out, but I can't remember verbatim right now. Um, but the bigger one was when he came back and showed himself to his disciples and showed them that there was no death. You know, it's super interesting that the church really, they celebrate Easter every year, they, they, but there isn't, and then this belief that, that we would go to heaven, but not the understanding that we could be seen after after death after quote unquote death like when we pass out of our bodies because he clearly showed himself to his disciples in in the bible it says that he did that that his disciples saw him And so, and so, I mean, do, do we typically see our people who have passed? Now, there are some people who can actually see people who have passed out of their bodies. I believe that. I, I believe that to be true. But the, the, the majority of us don't don't see our loved ones so we don't we believe that they're you know as a christian faith we believe they're behind some veil and there is no you know you don't mess around with that stuff and i can sort of see in some ways what they're talking about because there's a lot of stuff out there that i would stay away from i would stay i would just stay away from it just in the sense that um I really really try very hard not to focus on all the energies that are out there that we could get entangled with. I just really want nothing to do with them. And so I don't talk about them. I talk only about goodness and light. Because I I I want to focus on that. There's this Bible verse even about that where the disciples come to Jesus and they say to him, Lord, Lord, are we not casting out demons in your name? 
And he says to them, don't focus on that. Focus on the fact that your names are written in the book of life. So change your focus away from basically that which is not good. <laughs> so he he talked about with the faith of a mustard seed saying to that mountain to move and it would move. And I believe that he, there is something literal in that. He talks about the faith healing us. Like when the lady came to him and touched him and she was healed, he didn't say, I healed you. He said, your faith has healed you. He said, believe that you shall receive. Believe that you shall receive. It's the belief first. And he believed in the goodness. He believed in love. <laughs> he believed in love. But the impression that I got, so I got, I want to talk about these two impressions that I got. So last week I got this impression and it had to do with environmentalism. Like there, like our idea that there is something wrong with the planet and having like catastrophizing <laughs> like a catastrophe is coming like the sky is falling this there's a lot of fear there's a lot of fear about the planet and i had this like impression of us as a species being able to turn this around through this idea of enough people having the belief that we would be able to create basically the, the environment that we want, that we would be able to create a healing, a mass healing of the planet through intentionality. I know this this is going to sound really crazy to some. This is going to sound totally nuts to some, but that's okay. Been called nuts before. <laughs> and it won't be the last time that I'm called nuts. For sure it won't be. But anyway, I had this impression of this. So basically what I'm saying is is that if there were enough this collective intentionality, we could heal the planet. So I want to refer to um, some of the works of, of um, 
Dr. Joe Dispenza, I get a lot of his testimonials about people who are going to his workshops and are being healed some of pretty major diseases. They're being healed of chronic pain. Um, I, I listened to one about a woman who, um, I believe it was blindness. And these people are coming with their x-rays. They're coming with their doctor's reports. They aren't just talking about this. They have like physical evidence of, of these diseases getting, getting smaller these, you know, and going away, tumors. And I'm referring to that because I believe that that could be transferred to other aspects. It could be transferred to us having this intentionality for the species on this planet, the planet itself, which I believe is a very strong planet. I believe this is just the most amazing place. And I talk in other podcasts over and over and over again about this as an aspect of heaven that heaven heaven is actually communion and the allowing of the love of God in our life the allowing of the power of God in our life the allowing of the love and power of God in our life is a heavenly state. And I make the the bold statement that I believe that we are here to live, to experience this planet, to experience what it is like to be here in this amazing, amazing place I believe that it's not to come and learn lessons so that we will either go to heaven or hell in a permanent state. And this is about suffering. And um, I believe that it's about joy. I believe our purpose here is to be in a heavenly state of communion with God And part of that is that I believe that we are the creators of our reality. That we are creating our reality. That we are individually, if there is even such thing, we we are creating our reality with our core beliefs. which are are inside of us and and there are there our core beliefs are sort of 
and I'm not even entirely sure that some of it isn't just through our DNA, but we have these core beliefs and they sort of, in some ways, (laughs) a little bit make our personality, you know. But our core beliefs sort of shape our reality and shape how our life is. And so, and so we're here to learn how to create the best life that we can. And I want to get in, I do want to touch on this subject because I think that it is so incredibly important. Because I am trying, I am unlearning all of my core beliefs about money that I really believe have come from my, my, my raising, I was raised a Catholic and we were taught that money was bad. We really were. We were taught that money was you know, kept you from God, that if you were rich, you couldn't get into heaven. (laughs) But what came to mind for me when I was talking about, um, when I talk about the rich man is, is that when Jesus had said that it's easier for an eye to go through the the camel to go through the eye of the needle than a man, a rich man to get into heaven. It was because he of the love of money and also the reliance on, on the money. Like it's like chasing after money instead of chasing after the love of God, the power of God, like, like being resting in in alignment. I call it a satellite dish. So we we put our satellite dish so that so that God is coming to us. So we are in alignment with God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. I call it God. And so we're we're in alignment with with that which created everything which created worlds, the sun, the moon, the I mean and so we're in alignment with God. And so, it, but a person who, who is really identified with money might have a hard time letting go of that. <laughs> I can see that. But anyway, so, so getting back to us, us in this creation of our reality. And I, and I believe that Jesus talks about this. Because he talks extensively about our beliefs and about our connectedness to God. He talks about God as our daddy, God as really loving us, taking care of us that we are taking care of. Super interesting for me. I, I've thought often about the very air we breathe is such a gift. It's like we think that we're we're really in control. We think that we 
think we think we're in control and we're actually completely out of control in some ways. Completely out of control and reliant on the very oxygen that we breathe. And I had put in one of my journals, you know, that God equals oxygen. The very, the very molecules of what we are, my belief, is, is God. That there is no, absolutely no place that God isn't. God is, in essence, the very building blocks of everything. God is the building blocks of everything. And if God is the creator of worlds, then God can surely turn water into wine and calm a storm, which incidentally, I want to talk just really briefly about this, that I had heard um, Greg Braden, I believe is how you say his name, Greg Braden. He is a Hay House writer, I believe. I'm not sure if he's with Hay House, but he has been at this for, I'm not sure how many years, but he talks about um, the natives that he actually spent time with this. I, I heard this interview about this one particular native person that he spent time with. And that, that the way that the natives changed the weather, like changed to bring rain. And they got inside of some a circle and they felt the rain. They felt the wetness in the soil. And then they would just walk out and like the rain would come. And I'm going to, I'm using that reference with the reference to the fact that Jesus is said to have calmed a storm, has said to a storm to calm and the, and the, the storm calmed. And here's the thing, we either believe the stories of the Bible or we don't. We either believe the stories or we don't. We either believe that anything is possible or we don't. We either believe that people can be healed of their diseases or we don't. We either, either we believe that people can, can be brought back from death or, or not. Mm, okay, so... <laughs> That was the other impression that I got. I'm getting to the second impression. It was a huge impression that I got. Was the story of Lazarus. So I think it was Mary and Martha, but I can't remember. I can't remember the stories verbatim. I don't read the Bible like I like had in the past. But um, these two 
people close to Jesus walk up to him and said, Lazarus, Lazarus, you know, he's died and he wouldn't have died if you had been there. And so, and so he went running. And what, what I believe, the impression that I got was that at this point, Jesus knew that there was no death as we talk about death. He knew that there was no death as we talk about death. And so, and so the impossibility of Lazarus being dead, he knew he wasn't dead. And I use the term dead because I, I don't know what else to, to use. It's just the term that we use. But I believe that people pass out of their space suit like I I my references that I talk about our bodies as a space suit and people pass out of their bodies into a different, it is my belief into a different dimension. And so he knew that there's no way that Lazarus could be, be dead, but here's the thing. It seems like he said to Lazarus to come out of the tomb and he walked out. And some people would say, oh, he was just in a coma. Oh, he, you know, and I don't know how long he had passed. And that's another thing because I had done a YouTube on this like over a year ago about this woman who had been legally dead for 90 minutes. I mean, not legally. I'm sorry about the terms I use. Anyway, she had been dead, supposedly dead, for 90 minutes. And they brought her back. Now, granted, she was on, her body was being kept alive through, you know, um, life support. I believe compressions in the beginning. I think that they actually did a surgery on her in this state. And they brought her back. And she came back. I've seen a number of these. um, I watch a lot of animal rescues. And it's so interesting. These cats were like they were dead. They were seemingly dead. And this, this... this person just would not give up on this cat. And then the next thing you know, the cat is like moving. After extended periods of time, my friends, extended periods, like the cat was gone, but it wasn't gone. And it came back, back into its body somehow. I was thinking about this one YouTube I watched where, and it had a video they had a video of it. This woman came running and about her baby, her baby being dead or something happening to her baby. And this guy laid her down and started working on her. I, I, I don't know if he was doing compressions or he was doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. I can't remember, but the child came back. The child came back into their body. 
So I got this really back to the Lazarus thing that somehow the story is to show that the impossibility of the actual death. And so fast forward after Jesus passes away, passes out of his body, he comes back and shows himself to his disciples. He came back and showed himself to his disciples. And I feel like this really, really, really gets missed in the Christian faith. I feel like all of these concepts get missed in the Christian faith. And it's all based on our belief. It's all based on our belief. Um, we're doing what's in front of us. You know, um, I've had an interesting run of it. And then I'm going to have to to end this podcast and come back to this topic at a later date. Um, I've had an interesting run of people passing away in my in my circle. But the one that's coming to mind right now is my nephew. My nephew was 11 years old when they found a tennis ball-sized tumor in his chest. It was a schwannoma tumor. tumor. It was a nerve sheath tumor. And they did all kinds of stuff. They did um, chemotherapy and they did radiation and after a year, it came back. It came back, and they did another surgery on that to take that out, but they sent him home to die. They said, we're not going to be able to fix this, and within a month, he was gone. And a really, really horrible, horrible passing And so what was our belief system about that? Our belief system, you know, and I'm not talking about Christian science. I'm really not. I I believe in some elements of modern medicine. You know, I and I believe in medication in some cases, like insulin has kept people alive for many years. I mean, I, 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 you know, I had my appendix taken out, you know, I didn't pray. I went to the emergency room and got my appendix taken out. Although, I mean, there is a possibility that maybe in the future, my appendix would not have had to have been taken out. But my belief system and our collective belief system at the t- at where we're at right now, at least in the U.S., as a generality, and I'm not going to talk about specifics because I had already referred to Dr. Dispenza's um, healings, that the body has the power to heal itself by thought alone, which is maybe a direct quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza, but, but I'm, you know, but our collective belief is in Western medicine, which 
is throwing a chemical chemotherapy at a tumor, throwing radiation at a tumor to try to have the tumor disappear. And so he passed. He passed away. And it was the beginning of of a real shift for me in in kind of an existential crisis that absolutely anything could happen in the sense that if my nephew could pass away of cancer at 12 years old, then anything can happen. No one is safe. And it started years and years and years of fear about loss, (laughs) which (laughs) I'm going to say something really, 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 really strange and seemingly unkind. But I think that in some ways, it's sort of selfish to fear the loss of people through passing. It's sort of selfish in the sense that it's our loss that we're really upset about. Not their passing, it's our loss. Because when a person passes from their body, they're okay. (laughs) Not that this isn't an amazing place, because I believe it is, but I believe the next place is an amazing place too. Believe that it's all, it's all amazing. But anyway, I'm going to end this podcast and I will come back to this subject again very soon. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate listening to all of my podcasts. And that's a wrap.